Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. I'm sure I will, Tom. Yeah, I I bet you will. I bet you will. Hi, everybody. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Dune. 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 Like the song. You can call me Paul. Dune. planet Arrakis is so beautiful when the sun is low. Rolling over the sands, you can see spice in the air. The outsiders ravage our lands in front of our eyes. Their cruelty to my people is all I've known. What's to become of our world? This is Dune, folks. It's Dune. Uh, part one. Part one. It has part one energy. I will give it that. Yeah. Uh, it has very. It has big part one energy. Yeah, this is Denis Villeneuve. This is uh, uh, everybody's talking about Dune. For some uh, reason. Director, you know, he's the Blade <laughs> Runners. He did Prisoners. I really... Before we get into it, I, I want another Prisoners from him. Not a sequel to Prisoners, but you know what a I A film mean. like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, his sci-fi stuff is great, but I also like his other films. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, like prisoners is a solid flick. Yeah, what'd you think of Dune? I really liked it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm a Dune fan. I'm, I'm one mm-hmm. of the, you know, hundred or so people that, uh, does, that enjoys uh, the David Lynch version, not ironically. Right. right. Uh, that's and this is the thing about Dune is I liked it I liked it I didn't love it um it's beautiful uh uh mm-hmm. I don't expect like my experience with this is we I watched with Hana halfway through she was like so I got other things to do <laughs> I'm like cool see ya because like you couldn't possibly expect everybody to love this movie no uh it's Dune it's Dune uh, yeah. It's a it's a notoriously dense uh, science fiction novel that's been adapted a few times uh, to varying success. Um, but it's basically, I think it's honestly, I think it's not as big of an ask as it was in 1982 because it's the, basically oh. it's basically Game of Thrones in space. Yeah, the 1982 film also uh Oof. it's good yeah but like but so much of it is like internal monologue and it's yeah, yeah it was it, it begs you to pay attention like every time i watch that one i i forget i i i forget everything that happened in it i'm i'm it's like it's really it's it's just like it's repelling 
Well, uh, the Baron is repellent, but yeah, the, it's no. I it's, mean, like repelling to like people's attention spans. That, like, yeah, it's just, which yeah. is it's funny. Uh, like, there's so much droning exposition in the '82 one. It's yeah, which is funny because the basic story is pretty simple. Like the basic actual story, the events of Dune, or I guess what I've never read the book, so whatever the Dune, the Lynch version, and this version are covering, like that basic storyline is pretty straightforward it's just the world building around it is is where it gets where it'll get lost in the weeds and kind of turn people off yeah Denis Villeneuve like he 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 did nail it to make it uh uh more accessible uh, uh, more accessible yes Mm -hmm. this is a more accessible version it was just easier to follow it's Mm -hmm. easier to digest um I think it suffers from one big problem and it's a problem that a lot of epic sci-fi has Mm mm-hmm which is that the lead character is not interesting. I don't know. Uh, it, he's too. It's. It's. They, they. This movie has a bunch of interesting characters. Spoilers. And when I say interesting, I mean like charismatic. Like you like them. You want to be their friends. Uh, and then they all die. Uh, and a lot leaving of them do, this. Yeah. yeah it, uh, leaving this fucking this serious face cracker and Rose the Hat. Uh, and like. I like them. By the end of the movie, I want them to be okay. But like, you look at something like Lord of the Rings, like that new to be like, let's get some fucking hobbits in here. Mm-hmm. Let's get some joyous hobbits that get drunk. Uh, and you, you, you have someone that's relatable. These people are like demigods with like weird psychic powers who never smile. Uh, and it, and yeah. it's very, it's again, I, I do enjoy this movie, but it's, I think a lot of people need more charm at the top when it comes to a character like this or a world like this where you're really bogging it down with world building it's very serious it's an epic mm-hmm. um i think we always search for somebody that we can be like yeah they're like us you yeah. know uh everybody that, needs an, an entry point for sure yeah and i think that's when a lot of these fall apart uh or not fall apart but don't perform as well and yeah. i feel like it's a very fixable problem um, because the main character, and but the problem is, it's sort of the point. Paul is—he doesn't have any like friends his own age. He doesn't have any friends. He's, he's fun. He's, he's got, not having fun. Yeah, he has a lot of expectations heaped upon him. Although there is a very nice scene with his dad, Oscar Isaac, where he tells yeah. him, "Look, if you don't want to be the Duke, you don't have to be. Like, you don't yeah, have to be my scene. successor." Yeah. Um. It's, and, it's 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 so and I think uh, Timothy Chalamet is I mean he's obviously a good actor uh, so absolutely. I I think even though the character there's not like a lot of like dynamism to the character I suppose I still found him compelling to watch and I enjoyed his performance and it's it's yeah he's intense when he needs to be and he's uh, vulnerable when he needs to be it's 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 but I, I I totally understand what you're saying, and yeah, I agree. You're like, yeah, it's there's not a lot of it's a very serious movie, and that's not. Yeah. I mean, sometimes movies are serious. Like that's not a knock against it. It's just sometimes movies are serious. It's just on top of being this sprawling sci-fi epic that has to introduce you to this world, it's also very serious. So it can be a big hurdle for an audience to get over for sure. Yeah, and a lot of this is built into the story. Yes, like they are. They feel like the villains, <laughs> like they're this big, powerful family in this cold, dark, like everything's smooth and inaccessible, uh, and alien. And they're like, 
and so like again going back to lord of the rings uh and again i'm i'm it's this is not about the movies it's more about how the the base story was written they knew to start like at the shire you know like they they do that big intro where they explain everything and then they're like and here's a little guy and he's in nature and he's relatable and like yeah it just it doesn't have that and they and that's hard that's hard for storytelling it doesn't feel like it starts with like once they get to the desert and once you meet those people then you have people to glom onto um that woman i forget her name who's like the the, the doctor she's like the in-between yeah yeah the, for them. The, the, the their arbiter yeah yeah she's fucking uh, she when once she showed up i was like well there's a i love her i want more of her and then she dies and i was like oh she does well she okay. dies at the end but yeah yeah um but yeah, I, I I still I still really enjoyed this movie because this director, everything he films looks amazing. Yeah, it uh, looks cool. And- I just I don't know. I'm I'm I, <laughs> I like Dune. Like I like the movie. I like the 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 story of the Lynch original. And this is it's pretty much the exact same story, only done a little bit differently and more more accessible accessibly, as we said. It's more stretched out, right? Because this is part one. This is part one. Yeah, it's more stretched out. Yeah. yeah uh because this this again it it has that it sort of ends in a place where it doesn't it's not structured like a typical movie too Um, no it's not it ends in an odd place yeah it ends with him just like fighting a guy and it's like well it's an emotional climax as opposed to mm -hmm. like which it's 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 only it's only really odd when you're looking at it as in terms of this is how this sprawling sci-fi epic ends but then it's like well you know it is part one um right and there is an emotional climax for paul who is the timothy chalamet character yes um there's a bigger emotional climax or emotional moment midpoint when they get attacked yeah it's this also has a lot to do with audience expectations too is that it films like you said it ends on an emotional climax climax which makes sense when you're telling a story I think a lot it's not going to feel that way because it's oh there's no big mm-hmm. explosions yeah, or yeah. war we we expect that now um again I keep going back to it it reminds me of the ending of the first Lord of the Rings which is like they just fight in the woods and then they're like well gonna keep going well and then it, the, it has a, it has a, it has a couple of big emotional climaxes like does, boromir yes. dies sam almost drowns because he's like this i am going to follow you frodo until the end so it, it that movie has a climax for it sure. does but it also has part one energy yeah part one, energy, part one speci- energy yeah <laughs> part one energy is a very specific thing in my mind which is like it ends like you're saying on an emotional climax but not like a cathartic one right uh and so not yeah exactly not the yeah. this thing is finished yeah it definitely i mean on by design feels unfinished uh yeah it's not a complete story yeah i hope this movie explodes uh and i hope we move away from superheroes a bit and start thinking about doing epics like this mm-hmm. because i do find this more satisfying yeah i don't need like i don't again as i said like I un- totally understand, and it's a fair criticism that the movie's very serious, and that's a tough hurdle when it's already this big sprawling epic. But I I don't mind having some serious blockbusters as long as they're not like 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 Tenant was just yeah whatever. <laughs> like well, it's all right. That, well, that's part of what I like about him 
I'm glad they don't look at each other and go, oh, our ships look like dragonflies. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's that's I, that's I, what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, even the serious blockbusters we get with, with things like Tenet, they're a bit, like, kind of up their own ass. Uh, right. And honestly, I'm okay with that, though. Um, the problem with Tenet is that it's, it's a, I think, just a plot. The plot's a mess. Yeah. Like, that movie is just built wrong. Um, I don't mind movies taking their bullshit seriously. With the internet, let us make fun of you. You know, you don't have to make fun of yourself. Mm -hmm. We'll have fun with your weird bullshit dragonfly shit. We'll have have fun with how many times Oscar Isaac says desert power. Yeah, exactly. In the movie. Like, that's delightful. Um, But yeah, like, I don't, yeah, I don't need Hawkeye to look at me and be like, I got a bow and arrow. It's like, motherfucker, I know you do. Like, well, look, look at this! I got it's it's Jason Momoa in a, in a suit of armor. Isn't that funny? I'm like, yeah, I guess everybody's wearing armor. Like, mm-hmm. am I an asshole he's for great. watching this or what? Like, just <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he's awesome in this movie. <laughs> he he's another character where I was like, oh, I like him, and then you know, yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they kept, it's, yeah. I mean, I knew he was doomed just because it's the you know it's this it's Dune. It's the same story it's, it's been. <laughs> so it's like, well, he's going to die. Is he, is he the one who? No. Who's the one who in the David Lynch one is played by Patrick Stewart? Uh, Josh Brolin is Patrick Stewart. Josh Brolin. Yes, that's it. Uh, Gurney, that's very, I think is his name. That's Gurney very Halleck. funny to me. Yeah. Uh, that those two are interchangeable. Um, they play it the same way, pretty much. They do. Like, it's it's identifiably the same character. It is. It is. Yeah, I only, I, I honed in on it because of the training sequence. Yeah. I knew it was in both. Um what do you like about, like, I guess I, I'm curious to know what is it about Dune, because I, the Lynch one's fun, but I don't, I don't love that movie. Uh, I like this one more. You clearly like the story. I like how, um, I like how weird and, uh, I like how weird it is and how kind of, how kind of off-putting the universe is. I don't know. There's something. There's I like some, that as well. Yeah. There's something about it that feels like I like having a serious version of Star Wars. Yeah, I. All right, what? that's kind of dark, and it's it, it's kind of caught up in the politics of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's kind of. I mean, obviously, people enjoy that. The Game of Thrones was the biggest thing in the world for ten years, uh, and this is very. I mean, like in this film, the Atreides are basically the Starks, and the Harkonnens are basically the Lannisters. Right. Um. It's. I. I don't know. This. There's something about. I like adult sci-fi. I don't know. And this this I, universe is I think is appreciably dark without being dark, you know, like with quotes and like, you know, uh fucking edge lord dark. Yeah. Um it's dark just because it's kind of like it's not a very it's it, yeah, it's just kind of bleak. I don't know. It's it but not like overly so. I don't know. It's hard to pin down exactly what I like about Dune, uh, especially so, as I've never even attempted to read any of the novels. Yeah, what I was I don't read <coughs> excuse me. I don't read sci-fi novels and I feel like people who read sci-fi n- novels might not agree with me on this. What attract attracts me to Dune is that it really does feel like something I hadn't really seen before. Um, it's a sci-fi world, but it feels, it's like you said, it's weird, it's structured, and it just feels fresh, mm-hmm. which obviously, not a fresh story. No, it's the book fucking was 50 the years 60s? ago. Yeah, yeah, it's written in the 60s. 
Um, but like seeing someone ride a fucking like a sandworm mm. uh, is mm, just mm, like, mm. oh, that's not something I've seen <laughs> in movies. Yeah, like you know, it's 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 that it's the it's the lore I like the world building, like the dragonfly ships. I fu- I think that's dumb, uh, but in a way that I like, if that makes sense. Where I'm like, I haven't seen that before. Yeah, sure. Um, when you're making ships, you probably wouldn't do dragonfly wings. It depends on like, how, I don't know, like how maneuverable you want to be. Right. It's just funny to me because it, it feels like the process behind inventing those is like, what's a weird helicopter? And then you just like think for a second, you're like, dragonfly. Um, uh, but again, I like watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how seriously everybody's taking it. I love Skarsgård flying around like a Sith Lord. He was like, there's, there's some creepy shit with him. I, I liked that. Yeah. There's like, definitely shit in this. Uh, or, you know, all sci-fi overlaps. Uh, yeah. The, you know, sandworms look like a Sarlacc pit, which obviously Dune came first, but you know what I mean, where it's like, yeah, Skarsgård looks like Vader without his helmet most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Dave Bautista's... He was Sting? Was he really... Was that the same character? No, not at all. It's, oh, who uh, is Sting? Sting is Fade. Uh, Fade is not in this movie. Got it. I was yeah. searching for Sting. No, he's not. Um, a, he's here's he's the Harkonnen's Paul, basically. I don't know if he. It. I don't know if he's going to come in in part two. Uh, maybe we'll I, see. I, I don't assume, know. Assume, yeah. But yeah, no, he wasn't in this movie. Uh, Batista's the Beast Raban. Got it. Batista's is, doing great in this. Yeah, very very intimidating. That's my favorite thing about um, uh, Villeneuve is giving swole guys a chance to be actors. Yeah, yeah. He's he's. Prob- man he's one of the most memorable aspects of blade runner 2049 is that opening yeah. scene with batista yeah and you got jason momoa in this too who i feel like is acting uh, yeah he's being i mean it's it's playing to what people like about jason momoa this big affable boisterous guy but it's yeah. done it's it's integrated well like it that's is. that's the, f- the first time we really see paul be cheerful is when duncan shows up which is when jason momoa shows up yeah duncan is has a lot of charisma mm-hmm. because he feels like a, a regular dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we need to explain the plot? I mean, it's, it's basically, okay. It's in the extreme future, like the year 10,000 something. So several thousand years in the future. Yeah. Um, we're it's, 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 it's an empire. There's there, the universe is, is ruled over by an emperor. Um, and there's this planet Arrakis where the Harkonnens, uh, house Harkonnen, has been placed in charge. It's their, it's their fiefdom, I guess, or a fiefdom, however you pronounce yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're the ones who are uh, in charge of ruling and protecting the land for the emperor because they harvest this very, uh, ex- very valuable material called spice, which is uh, like space cocaine that also powers spaceships. Yes. Um, and the Harkonnens are are cruel and 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 ruthless and uh, bestial in a lot of ways, like it, it down to their physical appearance. Um, and then you've got uh, House Atreides, who are the Starks, basically in the story, the the quote unquote good guys, um, who are just kind of trying to mind their own business and not really, you know, they're they're like the benevolent rulers and uh, the Emperor uh is nervous about how much power the two houses are gaining specifically house atreides so he puts he basically puts them in a situation where they'll be at war with each other he uh demotes harkonnen from running arrakis and places house atreides in there instead but supplies house harkonnen with 
his own troops so that they can go in and basically wipe House Atreides out uh, to secure the Emperor's power. It's it's mm-hmm. it's 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 all this fucking political intrigue. It's Game of Thrones in space. Yeah. And uh, and Paul... also, yeah, there's there's wizards. His mom's a wizard. The Bene Gesserit are like this this clan of of all women wizards who are uh, feared and renowned and respected throughout the galaxy. They act as advisors to the different houses. Uh, his mom left the order to have him, um, and they believe he might be this this chosen one, this Christ figure. Um, he's so a special boy. He's a special boy, and there's magic. There's like a version of the Force in it, basically. Here's what's they do right, I think, about Special Boy, because it is, it's Special it's Boy. It's a Special and Boy story, is, yeah. Every, every, every fucking sci-fi story is a Special Boy story, pretty much. Yes. What they do, which, uh, this is one of those things where it's like, oh, Star Wars should have thought to do this because it's an awesome idea, is he has visions of Holy Wars fought in his name, and how it's like, it's not great. It's ghastly. <laughs> like, like yeah. he's, he's really so upset by it. <laughs> yeah, it's the realization that, like... It's it's an it's an idea that the, I've only seen tackled in one other film uh, that I can think of off the top of my head, and that film is Kevin Smith's Dogma, yeah. which is Alan Rickman talking about how when he had to tell Jesus what he was, he hated it and he was horrified. Um, because that is that's the better way I think of doing Special Boy mm-hmm. is you make it a really big burden but then you keep that burden going like i feel like harry potter tried to do that but the burden wasn't complex it was just and the bad guy's gonna go after you and it's like yeah we know you're a special boy when it's like and people will do horrible things in your name Mm -hmm. it's like ooh, i like that that's that's a really interesting angle on top Uh, of on top of the burdens that we already know he carries from being the Duke's son and also the son of this Bene, Bene Gesserit wizard. And there's all these expectations put on him from two different directions. And then on top of that, he finds yeah. out, so wait, I'm fucking Jesus too. God damn yeah, it. He's like seven types of special boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then when he, yeah, he meets the people in the desert and they're like, you are one of us too. And it's just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Everybody loves this honky. Uh, and, it, and it's just, uh, I don't know. It, it's, uh, it's, Again, it it makes for an inaccessible character, which I think is uh, to a, the to part a, of the problem. Yeah, but to not a, go ahead, finish that thought. I'm sorry. Oh, but uh, well, I think I'm just going to say what you're saying, but not like that. It what I didn't find it that much of a problem because even though he's very serious, they they do the work to make them likable in their actions. Yeah, for a hundred percent. And also, I the the basic the abstract idea of paul is something that's relatable i think a lot of people can relate to having a, a expectations piled on you yeah. by your parents and being like i don't want I, I don't know what to do with this <laughs> like i love the term the aspect the, the what did you say the abstract the abstract idea of paul yeah it's just can't you know yeah. neither can the internet none of us can get over the fact that his name, name is, is paul. paul sure his name had to be something luke, i mean luke's name fairness, was luke luke yeah exactly it's, what do you want you want it's his name just, to, you want his name to be gleep Glorp? i don't know kind of paul and his mother jessica no you're you're right is it's honestly i like this better um and i think what's funny like, is the mix of just, names because like his dad's yes. name is leto Yes, uh, that and, is what it is. Uh, Josh Brolin's name is Gurney, uh, and yeah. then you've got Duncan Idaho running around. Yeah. It's like his last and name then, is Idaho. 
Yeah, it's 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 like a sketch joke where you go through all the weird names and they're like, and what's your name? And he's like, Paul. Yeah, and it's and, like, oh. Yeah, you got yeah, you got Paul huh. and Jessica, and then Batista plays a guy named the Beast Raban. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think it's the mix that's funny that makes it yeah, really if, funny. <laughs> right. If he fights him, it's the Beast Raban versus Paul. You know, right, and like, how, like, like the the leader of the Fremen, the 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 Arrakis people, is named Stilgar. Yeah. It's like he. It's like the writer was coming up with names and then got tired. Well, I think uh, it's, it's like, part part right, of it. Paul. Part of it is to represent different cultures, right? Yes, I think so. I I think that is the idea is to make really familiar names mixed with very weird names. So there, um, there's like a, there's like a distinct difference between the names of people from House Atreides, people from House Arconan, and people uh, and, and the Fremen. Right, and so he's our savior, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Uh, specialist special boy yeah and so yeah they show them doing like the idea yeah they do a good job at like they go there and like this you know the people who already live on this planet Mm -hmm. uh are like fuck you you know yeah i love i love that i love that introductory scene of javier bardem as stilgar where he walks in and like spits on the floor yes and and I they they treat it really well because they're just they say many times like you know people like you have come and gone yeah like we live here yeah uh, you keep coming here with your bullshit and your wars and your conquering and they're they're showing that's it's, it's another thing that's like it's tricky to get around because it's like yeah the good guys are also doing that yeah but they're gonna go, do it good and it's like yeah. I guess. Yeah, they put this. Uh, yeah, they put this idea uh, in there of like the expectations being heaped on Paul, or that he's this Christ figure that will get rid of the emperor, right? And like chain, and like, and not have space travel be bound to just this space guild that uses the spice to like power their spaceships or something. You know, it's yeah. It's, they they begin with this idea of like we need somebody to, or, or we we need to be free from this system. Yeah, shit needs to change. Yeah. And th- right now they're part of the system. Yeah. They might be the nice ones because they but, show the idea of a harvester and they actually care about the safety of the people on the harvester. If you remember from the Lynch movie, the he, that's where he cameoed. He was the driver of that harvester. Oh, shit. In that sequence. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, in, the, in the Lynch film, he's like driving yeah. that shit. We got to get the Harvey, spice. Oh, so good. Fucking Lynch. Javier Bardem, like they, the, you know, when he talks to Oscar Isaac, he's like, look, I'm not going to be a monster. We will, we, we might have to wander into your area, but we're never going to like hunt you or police you. Yeah. Or take in your, any way. take your city shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so like, they're the, le- the, basically they're the lesser of two evils. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact that it's that, that it's about the system in general is the right idea i guess yeah because um, we're still talking about colonialism <laughs> like it's yeah. you know so but yeah they they, they do uh, thread the idea in from the beginning that the the goal is to do away with this whole empire it's why again the story is inherently it's hard to get into because then look at luke skywalker where does he start he's a he's one of the farmer. right he's it would yeah exactly yeah, yeah he would be one of the people frodo he's uh he's just he's just hanging out getting drunk he doesn't have like they most most of these epics start with a character who is not powerful 
from going humble on a journey. beginnings. Correct. Exactly. Somebody who's not and, powerful. And so the the yeah the tricky part, and I know why they did it is to start with someone who isn't um, learning humility. I feel like I don't remember his not, full arc in not, Dune. Not really humility. Yeah, it should be that. It's though. more. That's it's the problem. It's more. It's more acceptance and like it's it's. I don't know because he's already it's, pretty. He's he's already a special boy before he learns he's a specialer boy. Yeah, like he's all he's he has everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this this story is designed to break him down. Mm-hmm. He has to wander in the desert multiple times. It feels like um he gets like he he gets in these situations um, and so it's a lot of desert wandering, which they managed to make it more interesting than it sounds. I would argue. Yeah. Uh, and and so. Yeah, it's about this character kind of having to, I don't know. It, yeah, being connected it, it kinda, with the people. Yeah, it's kind of giving me Green Knight vibes now that I'm thinking about it. Because it's yeah. like, it's that idea of like... It, the, is, the difference is that in the Green Knight, the movie version of the Green Knight, Gawain wanted the responsibility and yeah. Paul does not want the responsibility. Yeah, and it's about these characters who are fancy boys mm-hmm. who have to actually go on an adventure mm-hmm. and become a hu- like become a actual person. Yeah. Um which feels like it's interesting because th- like in both cases it's almost like it's a rite of passage for like these royalty because he's doing fight training and shit with Josh Brolin where it's like yeah, we don't want you to just be a fancy boy. We want you to actually get out there and mm-hmm. maybe even die. Uh you know, and like that brings some honor to our bullshit. Uh, and so, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I get that. I get that idea. Um, it's just tricky. The characters are tricky to make uh, accessible. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's always it's always a problem uh, when you start out from uh, the the wealthiest, fanciest boy is our hero. It's like okay. but i think it's because though is that actually like the green knight because i would i would also say the green knight uh the only reason i found that character uh charismatic is because he was playing him otherwise it's also an inaccessible inaccessible character right because yeah he's a wealthy fancy wealthiest fanciest boy who's also kind of a fuck up and the green knight so it kind of boils down to what the point of a story is mm-hmm. because like there are a lot of stories that are more like works of art where it's like use like when you stand in front of a painting you're not like oh i need to be emotionally like i need a character in this painting who is uh accessible to me you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so like they're just telling kind of a specific story an epic and it's from kind of a very outside perspective and it and it's it's hard to not do that and that's why this movie is just fundamentally not for everybody. It's being advertised as it can be for everybody, as it's a Star Wars of some sort, but it's not designed that It's not that. that no, it's not built that way, for sure. No. It's built, it's built more, I guess, artistically. That's, I don't like that word. Yeah, I don't even um, know. If, uh, well, yeah, I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. It's, it's just, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. Not, too, not, too- not, not everything has to be everything to everyone. Right, but this day and age, uh, when movies like can't make, yeah, like that's what that's the most incredible thing about this movie is that it's not a movie studios can afford to make. Mm-mm. Like I don't see this movie making a lot of money. Uh, 
and it sure as hell cost a lot. Yeah. Um, like again, like we've had uh, again, we've had epics work in the past, but they still they have to be they have to still follow kind of that formula. You know, they have to have the underdog. They have to have an in. They gotta have humor. Uh, they gotta have a little bit of everything. Uh, because we're trying to advertise this thing to the whole world, and so like it's really I love that this this Villeneuve thing is that they're like, all right, here's a bunch of money, go make a very inaccessible film. Yeah, go go make a bomb that people will like. <laughs> yeah, go go make, go make a bomb. Blade that, go make bom- a bomb that's gonna become like a beloved uh science fiction movie in twenty years. Yeah, go make a cult classic, and yeah. they must know it. And it's interesting that it's it it like almost is reassuring that there are still powers that be that are that will do that, you yeah. know, uh, because surely they don't think this is going to make a lot of money. Uh, how could it? Um, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. On the subject of this style, I do want to say, mm-hmm. and I'm sure this isn't if you saw in theaters, I'm sure it's one thing. I watched this at home with a home theater with a big projector and a nice sound system and i couldn't fucking hear a word they were saying uh and i know other people had this problem too and i often have this problem with like specifically directors like this and by this i mean like christopher nolan uh who did gravity why why, why am i blanking on his name henry uh, too no that's not who did gravity is it wait a minute it's uh the harry potters yeah yes shit i just i tried to type it in and i typed the word gravy gravy <laughs> i i must be hungry uh gravity um alfonso curon that's right god damn it why was i blanking on his name i was too i was too and i love his work these are all directors whose work i love and they all have the one thing in common which that i swear to christ all their sound design is made to have these incredibly loud music and sound effects and whisper fucking volume for the dialogue. I don't know if you had this problem. Yeah. It might be like a setting that I have to hit, Well, but I saw a mul- multiple people on Twitter being like, I yeah. can't fucking hear this movie. Yeah, it, yeah, and that's been increasingly a problem. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the discussion that I've seen uh, seems to be that they're being mixed for theaters, but not for people Probably. watching at home. But even, I don't know. Even then, it's even like, still. like I saw this in a theater and yeah, there's some dialogue where you just can't fucking understand mm-hmm. what they're saying. And even still, like I've popped in the Blu-ray of Gravity and it's the same problem. It's it's interesting because I think what they're doing is they like to have a rich spectrum of sound. And these movies are meant to be blasted for that reason. Um but it's just like, like when I turned it up so I could hear the dialogue, like my windows would shake at yeah. other parts. And so it's like, that's cool, but I got neighbors, you know? Yeah, it's uh, not, it's, yeah, it's something needs to be uh, evaluated there. It's, it's a real issue. It is. It's, a, it, it's weird though, because I, I, I do think it's that they're just doing more with the sound. They're being actually more creative. You know, I think, I think it's. I like that. I do like that when it becomes when the when the spectrum is really wide and like you'll get these like 2001 Space Odyssey moments of like these intense sounds um, because it adds to the drama. I do like it. It's just, yeah, (laughs) 
I don't know, have have multiple options with the sound or something. I, I don't know. I don't know what the solution there is, Make Tom. the dialogue louder. Yeah, just make the dialogue louder. Like yeah, that's that's, that's the solution. <laughs> like, that what are you doing? Solution. Although I think it's, yeah. I mean, there's like there's problems with, like Tenet and stuff where it's like you have exposition in a speedboat scene. Um, yeah, it's it's like sometimes I think it also has to do with you're coming out of uh, a really loud sequence immediately into people talking at normal volume, and it's like you have your brain has to adjust to that. Yeah, so your it's eel, like I'm ears I'm, have to heal. I'm hearing the. I, I don't. Even, I don't even know if it's necessarily a specifically a hearing thing. It's like you can't. Like I'm hearing the f- that they're making noises. I cannot decipher them. Right. You know what I mean? Like I think it's. I think it's this. This. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It's. It's definitely an issue, though. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. an issue. Um, we haven't talked about um. What's her name? Uh, Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah, Zendaya. Zendaya. Mm-hmm. Huh. I've never said her name out loud. Um. She's terrific. Mm-hmm. I had a weird issue with her is that I know her mostly as Mary Jane or MJ. So like it was weird to see her not crack wise. Uh, it's it, it was uh, I didn't expect that. But like I see her as a comedic actress. Oh, I don't know. Uh, like it, it worked for the character. Um, no, no. She's not- Again, she's doing great. This is a this is my brain. It's like if Jim Carrey was in the role where I'm like, why aren't they being funny and sarcastic? Yeah, but it's like uh, the, the the um. The aspect of of her as MJ that I think translates well to this character is the it's not the cracking wise it's it's more of the uh, kind of no bullshit attitude. Yeah, where yeah, it's that's like, true, and she has that in this too. Yeah, yeah, where it's like I don't like you don't impress me. Like what? <laughs> like, oh yeah, I love when she meets you? him. Yeah, and she's like, "What's up, you little wiener? Here, yeah. use this knife. It's better to die while holding yeah. this knife. Yeah, because you're definitely gonna die. You're absolutely gonna die." <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised that ending fight again. It's very almost anti most films. They don't. It's a very fast fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, he de- he never really has a tr- like any trouble. Uh, his no. trouble is he's never killed before, and yeah. he has to. Yeah. And again, like you said, it's an emotional climax mm-hmm. as opposed to. And I do really like that. I liked the fighting in this because they didn't. You know, it's cool. They, everybody has a different style mm-hmm. and. His style felt very rough. He's not flipping around and shit, you know? He's not... He sees... He has visions of himself flipping around, but, like, who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. I like that not all of his visions come exactly true, either. I really liked that. Yeah. That was, I thought, extremely important for the sake of... For the sake of his character, so you can kind of understand where he's coming from. It's like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. I thought it was for the sake of plot, too, because if they all came true, that would be ridiculously boring. Um, Yeah, that would suck. So so I think think it serves two purposes there, yeah. It serves a meta purpose in what you're describing. Yeah, because then we're like, okay, he's in the ballpark, but that doesn't mean it'll all happen. Mm -hmm. And so they can show us visions of characters dying or characters not dying, and we're not sure, you know, where it it creates tension still. Yeah. Yeah. for yeah, for him and for us, where it's like, it's never certain the future. Uh, fate is, you know, what we make of it. Yeah, and he's also got Doctor Manhattan disease. Hmm. Wait, where, what's that? Where um, they say something early in the film about how like this Messiah figure that they've the Bene Gesserit has been talking about for years is supposedly able to uh, experience 
all time simultaneously. So like when he right. first when he first gets to the Fremen camp, he sees Jason Momoa there, even though Jason Momoa has already died. Right. So he's seeing a version where Jason Momoa didn't die. Or he's seeing just or, when Jason Momoa met the Fremen in the past, which we know happened. Right, right, so, right, right, right. Yeah. That's good, because we, we'll get more Momoa. Yeah. Momoa, as they say. Momoa. Yeah, how are they going to do, like, I guess we're going to get more Javier Bardem in the sequel, I assume. Mm, yeah. Um, Zendaya, but we're not gonna. Yeah, I, I want more Oscar Isaac, and I'm not gonna get more. No, he's dead. <laughs> he's super dead. He's pretty dead. He died like four times. Yeah, his with his poison breath. I love Skarsgård clinging to the ceiling. Yeah, it's a real good moment. <laughs> yeah, Skarsgård is doing everything we need him to do. Yeah, he's this. he's he's being he's being Stellan Skarsgård. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing a Mike Myers fat bastard suit. He sure is. <laughs> He's flipping around. He's very agile. For- such a creature. Well, he's bathing in. S- well, he's, he's he's got a hover thing. Floating. Yeah. Yeah. He's bathing in goo. Yeah. That's I love their shields. Those are the little things where this director I knew was going to nail, which is taking familiar concepts like spaceship shields and making them look different and new. Mm-hmm. where like they're the shields are like like right up against everything yeah uh, and it's a that's concept really cool. i assume it must be written that way because it's a concept the version of the same concept is in the david lynch film oh yeah i, re- I remember that yeah the the suit shields and shit mm-hmm. um it's the sort of stuff where it's like in the david lynch version they couldn't quite do yeah you know because the effects weren't really there yet yeah uh and this they can nail it um and it's it's that idea of like sci-fi that looks so alien that it's abstract. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that sequence where they fucking, where they bomb the place and they attack is so well done. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a beautiful film. Yeah. It's that I think everybody can agree on the cinematography, the effects, every shot is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, it's and by the end i fully gave a shit about the characters yeah for me it was like that first half hour uh that i was a little like i don't know about these people um but they make you with their experiences and as they continue in the film like they they become more interesting in my opinion yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah um is the witch stuff gonna come into play the Mm -hmm. witch stuff feels very like oh yeah and they can like hypnotize people with their snake voices Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh yeah, okay. I sure can. That was cool. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's. I guess that's a thing. It's the force. Yeah, it is the force. Yeah, it's. I don't know. <laughs> like, what do you want? No, no. It's it's space magic. We've yeah, had it forever. We've had it. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't need to be explained. No. What I'm saying is like, yeah. I guess it's no different than the force. It where really it's like, isn't. Yeah. What is the point of the force in Star Wars? It's just a hat on it's a hat. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we like it because Star Wars could have gotten co- by completely on laser swords. Uh-huh. They could have just named the movie Laser Swords. Yeah. That would have been enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's just another detail. I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. Um, yeah, it's... I, <laughs> it's fucking it's Dune. Dune. I don't know. There's there's a weird amount of... Uh, if there, it's there, it, I don't know. There's like a weird culture war going on, at least on social media around this movie, where it's like half the tweets I see are, how dare you not like Dune? And the other half are, how dare you like Dune? And it's like, Jesus Christ, it's just a fucking movie. Like, it's just it's, Dune. It's Dune. F- film Twitter 
is and has always been the worst. Real insufferable, yeah. Yeah. And you know, I know I'm part of that. I'm sure I've been part of that. Yeah. Uh, it's a system, like this spice thing, where it's like, even if you feel like you're the good guys, you're still part of this system, and it needs to be taken down. You know? We need to yeah. end film Twitter. Yeah, I just, just end Twitter. <laughs> yeah, And yeah, so, social media is just a horrible Twitter. idea. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I think in part it's because it's what we're talking about, where this is not an accessible film. That they're pushing as like, yeah, go see Dune, bring the family. And it's like, no. Yeah, maybe don't do don't that. Do, yeah, don't do any of that. Um, like, it's rated PG-13. I almost wish they rated it R without changing a thing, just to make sure <laughs> kids don't get like dragged to see Dune. Like, can you imagine being like, like 10 years old and you're like, oh, I'm going to go see Dune with my family. And then you have to. Like it would be so dull for a child. Yeah, I, I can't. Like. I can't imagine that because I was yeah. that young or younger when I saw the David Lynch <laughs> version. Dune, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, you watch it or don't. It's a it's a movie called Dune. It's a f- movie. <laughs> it's a fucking science fiction movie. Like I don't. I truly don't understand why s- yeah. so many people have such extreme opinions about Dune. Is it all of his films? Because I do think. Again, only makes, only recently, only recently. I here's what I think happened. Um, I think we were happy to just have him make somewhat indie films. Enemy, Prisoners. Enemy is a ridiculously inaccessible film. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, an Sicario. Movie, yeah, yeah. He makes weird movies, right? Um, he makes weird. And then, he makes weird. Uh, 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 serious adult movies. Yeah, and then something happened. He made Arrival, and it accidentally was his most accessible film. Like, Arrival, everybody was like, for like a few months, everybody was like, Arrival! Like, That's everybody true, was yeah, into everybody it. Everybody's really into that movie. Yeah, they, they, and, and so, like, he, he got that, like, Nolan stink on him, where it's like, ooh, he's another one of those. And Nolan has this, too, where it's like, everybody go see Nolan. Nolan has the same pattern, where, like, Memento, Insomnia... Where it, they don't, they never made accessible films, and then until they suddenly did. Nolan, it's a little more his fault because he made some Batman. He made, he made um, the Batsman. Yeah, uh, he was. Tr- he's trying to be more accessible. Um, I, 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 I don't think uh, this guy is. Um, but I think after Arrival, then they gave him Blade Runner. Um, and and so it started becoming this idea of like, oh, is he making like blockbusters? And now he's getting so much money, but bless his heart, I don't think he's has changed. I think he's still his making weird sensibilities. S- certainly haven't. Yeah, he's just making the weird shit he always makes. And they got him tied to Cleopatra, and it's like, ew. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think we need to do that. It's, well, it's very funny to me because what they're doing is they're taking these older epics and sci-fi, older, noir and art, old, older like, epic bombs. Yeah, film nerd. They're do- they're taking the film nerd movies that were bombs that are seen as successes after the fact, and they're giving it to him. It it just reminds me of like like a horror director doing a bunch of horror remakes, you know, where it's like this is I guess his thing uh, that Hollywood's like, yeah, you get all the weird things that we we just want to remake for some reason, um, but they're not accessible. They never were. Blade Runner, yeah, wasn't a hit. 
until later. Um, so they're just giving him all the film nerd stuff. And I, I don't know. That's fun. Yeah. I, I do, looking at his lineup, he's got a couple of miniseries, including Dune, The Sisterhood, whatever that is, something called The Sun. But after that, it's just all Dune and Cleopatra. And yeah, I, I kind of hope he, like, I want to see Enemy 2. Right. <laughs> like, like another movie yeah. like that. Or another movie yeah, like wanna, Prisoners. Yeah, I want to see him go, kind of go back to like, this is definitely not for anyone. Uh or a lot of people. And so I think he's just in this weird, uh, he's stuck in this like twilight, this phantom zone between are you a big Hollywood uh, blockbuster director or not? And nobody seems to be able to decide that. Uh, and he's being treated like one. So you have your film twi- Twitters uh, having this argument where it's like, what's the point? Like it's, yeah, it this this shouldn't be a big international event, Dune. Yeah, I don't think at least. No, certainly yeah. not. Uh, it's a very Western story, right? But very Western centric. Yeah, at to, the top to, of to the, the site, yeah, it's excluding any uh, Arab people from the film, even though those yes. are yeah, it's that. That's a whole. <laughs> that's a whole other a conversation whole about yeah. Dune. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing is, I think part of me saying I I wish this is the next big thing. More has to do with the fact that I just want something else. Mm-hmm. We've we've done superhero films have been in the lead for how many years now? Ten years. Since, well, if you count the Spider-Mans, although, yeah, the mid-2000s, early 2000s wasn't like, it was the rise of superheroes, but I would right, say- Right, it was really just Spider-Man at that point. Yeah, but there was, there was a lot of attempts until then in Nolan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but firmly since Christopher Nolan, I would say, since- 2000 jesus that's five isn't it yeah but really it was the dark knight that yeah but you know what i mean it's yeah. been it's, it's been, been almost 15 almost years twi- yeah almost yeah, 20 years yeah almost 20 years of superheroes and it's he's getting i nothing yeah. against superhero films but i just i want more shit like this yeah i, I yeah I, I need there to be other blockbusters <laughs> Yeah, like, part of me was rooting for Star Wars for that reason. Even though Star Wars is just a thing we already did, it was like, well, at least that's technically a shift. But uh, then it was, you know, what it was. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It, it, it's not going to be... Dune's not going to be the next big thing. No. Nor, should it, nor is, should it be. Yeah, nor should it be. If it is, that is a wild world. <laughs> like... That would be amazing. Like Lego Dune. Sets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want that now. Like the little bald, pale Lego dudes. Yep. They do the Lego games. Dune Lego games. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, Put it in my veins. So Put those plastic yellow, uh, Lego bricks into my veins. <laughs> Dune. Yeah, it's, you know, it's just, it's fucking Dune. It's not... <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> it's 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 weird. It's yeah, it's it's not it's by no means a perfect film. Uh it's it's just it is what it is. It I don't know. It I don't yeah. understand why I mean I I get a little bit of at least what we were just talking about it's we're, the the need for something that's not Disney, that's not Marvel. Um right. but at the same time it, it's like it's not going to be Dune. Like this isn't the story for everyone. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's uh it's ex, it's exclusion um uh, Exclus- exclusory 
exclusionist exclusionary exclusionist. whatever it, it excludes people by its very design you know i was gonna say you could argue it's the perfect film in that it set out to do something and then did it perfectly mm-hmm. yeah that's true yeah but just the thing it set out to do isn't uh universally accessible uh you know like i said at the top of this i i liked it i didn't love it that had nothing to do with the quality of the film it's a very high quality film uh to me it's just the fundamental story the characters um i didn't fall in love with them you know yeah uh and that's okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a very well made movie yeah uh it is a masterpiece from that perspective i think um uh, masterpiece sounds really like a pretentious thing to call it but yeah you know what i mean where yeah. it's like this director it all it does feel like it's all lead into shit like dune you i know? don't think you're gonna get a better version of dune yeah that's that's a good way of putting it mm-hmm. uh so yeah if you love dune <laughs> but it is still just dune like it's exactly you know? exactly <laughs> yeah it's, it's a, like uh yeah <laughs> It's like like a really good sandwich uh, is a sandwich, yeah. and that's fine. It, like I like sandwiches, mm-hmm. um, but it's never going to be not a sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only Dune. ever going to be that sandwich. Yeah, and this is always going to be Dune. Yeah, uh, and if you love Dune, guess what? You'll love this movie that is called Dune. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you didn't like the first Dune. You won't like this, dude. Probably not going to like this one much, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the same story. It's Dune. Yep. <laughs> With all the same problems. Yeah. It's, 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 it's less white than the, than the original version. It is. It's, it's less white than the original. That's yeah. true. You know who I do want to see in this? Mm-hmm. Kyle MacLachlan. Little t- um, little Timothy Chalamet looks a lot like Kyle MacLachlan. He, oh, he's killing it! But I need. Can you imagine? Oh, could you imagine that sequence? Uh, and David Lynch still played the driver. Yeah, <laughs> that's what should get like, me out of this love- spice harvester. <laughs> I would, the worm is coming. Look, he's got another movie. He's still got time to stick David Lynch in. in that's the true. Next yeah, one. David Lynch could show up in the in part two. Yeah. Oh, that would be get amazing. him in there. Get him in there get him in dune uh i think that's enough about dune yeah i was gonna say i got nothing more to say i got nothing more Uh, to say about dune it's dune it's dune just fucking watch it or don't it's fine watch it or it's it's just like any other movie i don't (laughs) (laughs) just we've done this a million times you you sit down you watch the movie you like it or you don't like it and then no, you, I just it's, then, I'm just in in I'm just saying that to that this weird quasi culture war oh, that yeah. sprung up around it. It's like fucking Christ. It's a movie. It's mm-hmm. a pretty good one in my opinion, but still, it is just a movie. <laughs> like, it is, and it's it's a weird one to have this about because like again, I get debate around stuff like superhero movies because we're just there's a fatigue element and everybody's just whew, you know like and there's been so many. Yeah. This is just it's just trying to be a humble dune. Yeah, humble you know? dune. It's just a humble, humble dune. Paul Atreides. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Christ. Mm, exactly. Yeah. That's true. Also, I think we can all agree on one thing, which is amazing title font. Like I'm looking at the poster for David Lynch Dune and I'm like, it was it's right there. Like, how did you not like it's the same curve. Just the same curve four times. Why hadn't, why why was this the first movie to 
realize that. I don't know. You just you do the half circle four times. That's great. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, whoever designed that was just like, oh, I'm I'm I've I'm nailed the best. it. I've nailed I've it. nailed it. Yeah, yeah. I've done it. Uh, we've we've done Dune, everyone. We've done Dune. All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you guys about our Patreon. If you go to Patreon.com/slash/GamefullyUnemployed, you can find some exclusive podcasts on there, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a Maniac, and Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our very new Spiel Boys! Oh, they're Spiel Boys! It's great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, check that out. There's other things on there, too, but you can you find that out when you go there. Yeah, uh, we also have a store. Head over to GameFlyUnemployed.com. You can find the link to our Teespring store. We have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs that you can get on T-shirts and stickers and, and mugs and posters and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, go go check that out. Mm-hmm. Hop in your little dragonfly helicopter and check that out. Yeah. <laughs> you know why you don't have one of those? Because when you go into a sandstorm, guess what happens? Mm-hmm. Little dragonfly wings snap off. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is what happens. That is what happens. That's, uh, Dune. Mm-hmm. Dune. It's Dune! Dune! <laughs> <laughs>